Sound of the podcast starting. Really? Yeah. I can turn that off. Yeah, because then you like you're giving it away. We know we're live now. Give us a give us some volume there, Joseph. This is just a test run. Uh, testing one, two, three. How are you, James? Bro, let me tell you something. I'm so excited to be here with you today. Oh, it's going to get deep. Keep going, It's going to get deep. Go, go with I'm that. I'm just go gazing with into your eyes. Don't stop with those feelings. I can feel myself Don't not hold back. being able to control my emotions. Let it all out. Uh, I'm really glad to be here with you too. It's beautiful to watch you two guys connecting from over on this side of the microphone. <laughs> in a totally platonic way. <laughs> yeah, friends. Not in a weird way. Yeah. Totally just buddies. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. To the Unruly Software Podcast. Unruly Software. <laughs> we tricked Joseph into doing round two. Well, all the fans wanted to hear him again. He has the best radio voice. No. And I feel like the first one was just getting those initial podcast jitters out of the way. Yeah, the, it's a very jittery art, the that podcasting. I couldn't even speak at the start. I no. was telling you guys. But then towards <laughs> the end, you're flying like a beautiful butterfly. <laughs> did, did butterflies we, fly thick sort of do like a, kind of dumb fly I don't know what he was doing but it looked great <laughs> it, looked, it was very pretty <laughs> just Joseph in general very pretty uh, no no definitely in we, a platonic way we got to get our money's worth out of him because who knows when he might not come back to the office again he's he's our <laughs> what did we call him today <laughs> what what did we call him Joseph is very risk averse. So he's like, oh, our, he's our risk assessment he's our, officer. He's our risk uh, mascot. No. He's our risk mascot. <laughs> no. He's our risk, risk averse ko- koala or something. No. <laughs> <laughs> the listeners of this podcast need to know that you two are a little wild sometimes. And I'm the normal one. I, anyone who knows me or has heard me talk will know I've never been wild in my life. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard the tone of my they voice. I don't know you like I know you. Uh, <laughs> what are you talking about? Have I ever been wild? Tell me. You were the one that taught me about that dragon website. I don't know. Holy <laughs> shit. Back oh. off. Back, the pickup truck needs to go backwards oh, to where shit. it's not. Okay, sorry. I'll edit that out. That later. came from my last boot camp, actually. There were some freaky people at that. Yeah, the kids on the playground always showed you that weird shit. Oh, my God. I really, it's been forced upon me. The uh, the video game development people are a special breed. So that's what I did. So are the this. podcast people, apparently. Are we? 100%. We're now podcast people. Joseph. It was written on the box of the mixing desk we bought. You are we. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Podcasters are a special breed of people. And that's why we made this desk. And we're like, uh, yeah, and we're like, <laughs> this is the one for us. They're special people. We want to be special. <laughs> if we buy this, James, if we buy this one, we're going to be the special people. <laughs> <laughs> My mommy said I was special. <laughs> what happened in the, in the gaming world? You didn't tell the me about world. these. What do you mean? These dark undertones of the gaming Before world. Before I did uh, the whole. So coming into web and like just general software development was like me selling out. I was like, all right, I'm hitting how old? Like mid, mid twenties, the middle of my mid twenties. Your life's almost like, over at that point. That's right. I'm already, I'm very close to death as it is. Yeah. And um, Time to make something of yourself, you James. Know, I had tried very hard to make it in the games industry. It's a tough, unforgiving world. And you did have some relatively large scale success. I did. And it wasn't enough. I don't know if you've heard of uh, PewDiePie. Have you heard of that guy? 
Anybody? Uh, yeah, Joseph? Yes. Oh, <laughs> sorry, I, I was just watching him. I was waiting for you to jump in and give us a PewDiePie. Joseph is a, yeah, can you give us the Friday with PewDiePie's? Um, give it to us. Go Friday with PewDiePie. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do this. This is live on the internet right now. <laughs> he was doing it all the whole time. He before. was, he, but now. That was the first thing he was saying when he got on the mic. You have started. to trick him into it though. Yeah. Pretend we've stopped recording. It, it's different when it starts recording, you know. This isn't recording. <laughs> this has this been is a joke. The, this is the warm up. Yeah. No, nah, keep going. What were you saying? But that's recording. Yeah. Well, he played one of one of the games that I made, and we were we were off to a great a horror start. game, wasn't it? It was a horror game. Yeah. It was like uh, in the era when amnesia was a big thing, and everyone was playing horror games. As a, as an aside, yeah, how long has PewDiePie been playing games for now? Because I was watched a horror game that he was playing last night. Because one of my friends is like, oh, there's this. Uh, I was playing this. He was playing Resident Evil, and he's like. Oh, it's a good game. You should play it. I'm like, oh, I don't have time. He's like, I'll oh, just watch PewDiePie play it for a bit. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. So I put it on last night. It was, he's actually like a bit of comedy there. Yeah, he's a bit funny. But how long has he been doing it for? It's like- Forever. Yeah. A long yeah. time. Apparently he hacked the algorithm by accident or something because he was a, an international traveler at the time. He was traveling between a couple different countries. Yeah. Gave him an edge on, um, on the YouTube algorithm at the time. Mm. The algorithm. The, the algorithms mm. were also basic back then. Just mm. keyword stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But, <laughs> which is what we do. I don't know if you've looked at the description. Of Don't share software. our secrets. Sorry, back it up. We're not sharing our podcast. Just as an aside uh, to this aside. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you know this. We're actually the number one most popular TypeScript podcast. Wow. We on just Spotify. Got, we just got there. We got the We finally made mail. it, boys. <laughs> we did it. If you search TypeScript, I'm going to, the, the Unruly Software podcast, the pink and white, it's going to be there. I remember the first day I walked into the boot camp and I said to myself, one day... We're going to be the number one. <laughs> I will be the number one TypeScript. I'll be on the number one TypeScript podcast. And here I am. Of all time. Of all time. Soon, <laughs> yes. Not yet, this all time. This is it. Yeah. This is it. There are no others. <laughs> I remember the first time I heard about TypeScript was at some JS meetup. There was a Microsoft guy like telling everyone how great TypeScript was and everyone was hating on him. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. Oh, and then... And then I went to the boot camp like the next day and I'm like, James, we've got to start TypeScript. And you're like, yeah, I love TypeScript. And then everyone else is like, what's TypeScript? <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. Actually, now that I go back to it, I'm not sure everyone would have enjoyed getting into that. We were thought leaders in for TypeScript. We were. before. I had no idea what it was, but I'm like, wow, well, this looks cool. Microsoft's been pushing it for a while though. And we just fell prey to their marketing. They own everything. They're yeah, doing see, very well. See eh? what happened? What did happen, Frank? Tell us. <laughs> <laughs> well, Just Microsoft, describe the story to us. Microsoft Frank. came to the meetup. And next minute, here, like I'm a TypeScript developer. But this was back at the Coder Days. Yeah, yeah. When was this? Like, uh, what meetup? Like week three. CJS or something. Yeah, oh. it was like week. It was like week three <laughs> in JavaScript. Yeah. Wow. And then, I, and then, I'm pretty sure I looked looked at TypeScript, and I'm like. Actually, no, JavaScript is fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just stick with it's JavaScript. It's just the, the docs are, aren't very friendly looking. And the errors were bad back in those days of TypeScript 2 Probably. point something. I feel like I did try to use TypeScript back then and there were reasons why I didn't start using it. Yeah. I don't remember what they were, but I feel like they were good reasons. Like it was the errors. The oh, errors actually, were super unfriendly. Also, I was really big into that whole uh, functional programming thing. Yeah. Like very big into it. And then... Um, it had like no support for conditional types or anything when, when we were in the bootcamp. It's ah, come so far. It has. So now you can actually type 
a majority of functions that are in something like Ramda. But back then, I don't think you could. Because you got Microsoft backing. Yeah, Microsoft's... Microsoft owns open source now, pretty much. They own us, pretty much, actually. I don't know if you know this. TypeScript, GitHub, mm. NPM. Yeah. They have the Joseph Park they license. They code? <laughs> they have what? The license for Joseph Park. <laughs> <laughs> did we, I hope we got an authority to use that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we... Did we have we licensed we Joseph from Microsoft? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm going to go call the lawyers after He's just this. on loan. I'm just going to leave now and just get onto the lawyers and make yeah. sure everything's all dandy. <laughs> they bought everything, so. Actually, I have to check the contract. They might have bought us already. Oh, no. They own VS Code too. Yeah, mm. VS Code. What else have they done? They, C, oh, GitHub. C, yeah. GitHub. They've uh, got a lot. C++. They're making C++. a move. C Sharp. Mm. Their new CTO. Is it the CTO or CEO? The CEO is doing well. Yeah, but they're making some moves. And they decided not to create their own browser and just use, what do they use? Chromium? They use V8, like in Edge. Oh. It's not their own implementation anymore. They, they just wanted to slap a logo Chrome on Chrome with a wrapper now. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Interesting. That's why Edge works. <laughs> Unlike before. Internet Explorer used to be the cutting edge, you know. I feel like they've flipped it now. They just like... They just want to support everyone to do their own thing. Yeah. Instead of saying, this is how you do a browser. Or like, this is how you do... Just everyone had like share the same yeah. engine yeah. underneath the hood. That'd yeah. be nice. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Mm. Just like the kernel. That'd be good. Except that doesn't always work out, does it? No. Anyway. As an aside. As an aside to the aside of the, this aside. aside. How many asides deep are we? Have you ever We're seen three. the movie Inception as an aside? No. <laughs> <laughs> It's a bit like this conversation, actually. We just keep going down I rabbit like holes. Where it's going. Who's keeping track? Who has the stack we trace to, on this? We need to come. We should have a stack trace. We need on to throw it. an error so we can figure out where so, we are. Yeah, Inception. Where, did we, where were we before? Okay, one up is Microsoft. Beauty Pie. No, no, no. no. See, Horror you, games. You've skipped Gaming too many. industry. <laughs> Gaming We've industry. surfaced back to the top of the stack, though. I thought we were going back to Microsoft. Okay, back to Microsoft. Yeah, no, down. we'll pop back up. Okay. Okay, you catch my exception. <laughs> so the gaming industry. Yeah. The dark inner workings. You had some relatively big success. Yes, and then <laughs> relative absolute failure afterwards. <laughs> Got onto a startup and, uh, well, we, we did so well. And it was the same team that built the successful the PewDiePie game. The very successful, yeah, PewDiePie game. We didn't really monetize it, though. That was the issue. Remember what I said in the last podcast? Product and money. You make a good product. Oh, sorry, I cut you off. I mean, you make a product. Doesn't have to be doesn't good. Have, has bad product also. But it just got to make money. Yes. So essentially, the only thing that matters, money. Money. <laughs> yeah. Well, you had the product, and PewDiePie was playing it, so it was obviously good enough. Literally, everyone perfect. was playing it. That's that's what that's I mean. That's the thing. Once PewDiePie picked up on your game back then, everyone was picking up on your game. So every so why big YouTube. You monetize it. How did you distribute it? It sort of just happened overnight. It was very strange. We distributed it on a like a free sharing website. So people could just download it. Yeah, which was a bit of a mistake. I haven't been able to find a copy, actually. Oh, that's sad. Made in Gambria. But, uh, yeah, those, those were the days. And um, after that, we were like, you know what? We're doing so well making horror games. We'll make, an <laughs> as everyone did at this time, another horror game. No, no, of course not. <laughs> Instead of working on our success, we... Uh, we made a paper airplane 
throwing game for uh-huh. mobile. Yeah. Oh, really? What a pivot. Oh, uh, mobile game. Yeah. Interesting. So we went mobile from... Mobile games were probably hot back then. But they were very hot. This was, was when Flappy Bird, Flappy Bird uh-huh. was... Yeah, I remember... Actually, that was one of the discussions. We were like, we want to make a quick game, get some money, and then like fund the rest of our projects. Yeah. So we decided we'll just make a, a mobile game. Worst decision of my life, really. <laughs> Sent me into a downward sp- spiral. Uh, Never wanted to work in games again mm, after that. Mm, so Understandable. Yeah. From such epic highs to such big lows. Man. Must have been a sad time. It, it was a very sad time. The future was there in front of me, and I just I whiffed it. <laughs> you had the palm of you had the the palm of the future in palm. my. You had the future and the fingers. Palm of your hand? PewDiePie in the palm of your hand. I had PewDiePie in my hands. Yeah, <laughs> this is weird now. All right, let's <laughs> move on. But I do think making a game would be really fun and rewarding. A lot of work, of course, but I think it's a very different type mm. of programming. But being yeah. able to see like someone being That's immersed true. in the experience of the world that you created. Yeah. Like, that was very rewarding. Mm. I remember the first time we got... Actually, the first time I played that game, that horror game, I was like... Sweating. Just watching someone playing was so enjoyable. Mm. And like, oh, yeah. when you make a horror game, you're like, oh, we're, we're not that good. So we're not going to make something actually scary. And then people were actually like getting jump scares. Like in this mm. like 30-person office playing this game, they were getting jump scares of people like jumping out behind walls, yeah. which was intensely gratifying. Mm. I love that so much. Did it spark a lot of joy? It did actually spark a heap of joy. Mm. So we're going to make a horror game, actually, this company. We're pivoting. After, after this current product, horror games. Next horror. deployment is just a horror game <laughs> yeah. gets pushed to the front end. <laughs> yeah. In WebAssembly. What the hell is this, James? I don't know if I could make a game anymore. It's a very different style of thinking. Mm. Whereas in this, what I would consider normal software, which is like building applications and UIs and stuff, like I feel like everything's very well tested, very well understood. You have requirements and then test something, try it out, and then, you know, you build on stuff. Whereas in games, I feel like it was just like, all right, just dump an asset in and then, like, I'll oh, hook up the script to it. And then, yeah, very freewheeling. A lot more chaos. Way more chaos, infinite chaos. Uh, we didn't really start from, um, you know, a, a source tree. We started from, you know, Unity or something. Not Gamebryo, Gamebryo, source tree, but anyway. Mm. Very interesting world. You should definitely try it. Well, we're going to try it, actually. Yeah. yeah. We're going to do a game jam. How's that? You know what a game jam is? It's like a little hackathon for but for games? Yeah. Very fun. Also very terrifying. Mm. Yes. High stress. It would be cool to put some parameters up and say, all right, you have to build a game within like two weeks. And it has to be on the app store and just see what you come up with. Yeah. Like you that, might fluke it. For sure. You that's that's happened quite a few times. Just cut the scope right back. Like if it can't be delivered in two weeks, you're not allowed to do it. Yeah. And, and then mm. see what happens. That's, that's, Maybe we should do that. We did. We, I've done that before and had it published as well. Mm. But um, we, could, we could do like a mobile version of um, Know Your TLAs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Our fan favorite. I don't know if you've played Know Your TLAs or heard Know Your TLAs, but it's actually the hit new game it's show, the Sweeping the Nation. <laughs> of What nation is this? It's international, this podcast. In the so. nation of front end web We're development. We're all friends here. The nation of code. The nation of code. That's right. That's who we service. The state of code. The state of code. Use state type of code. Anyway. All right, moving on. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, we could make that game pretty quickly. The game... And it might just get viral. The game itself doesn't necessarily have to be like complex Mm. as well. Like some of the most adored games are quite simple. Like what was the last one? Like Fallout. Oh, yeah. Fallout 4, yeah. Like on... Oh, well, a mobile game or like a... 
Oh, right. Like no. what, what platform are we talking about? Xbone. Xbone? Yeah, Xbox One. Oh. Oh. Mobile's <laughs> good, I reckon. Mobile? I don't know. I don't want to do another mobile game. Oh, yeah. I don't know where all the, the money is there, right? That's mobile right. Game. You couldn't deliver look, an Xbox game in two weeks, could you? You know what? You know what I think? Oh, Make that, something that you're passionate <laughs> about. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely could because they have an arcade store on all of these like consoles as well. Like um, I think Meat Boy or something was made in that oh, sort yeah, of like... Uh, That's indie, isn't it? Yeah. A lot of, there's an indie game platform for arcade games on all of these consoles. You could do the same thing. And also I think it'd be more satisfying. The issue is I think people do it in games in, in particular. It is so high in terms of the amount of work that you have to put into it versus what you get back. You have to do something that you are really passionate about. If you mm. aren't like fully into the product, like desperately want it to succeed, it will fail no matter what you do. I watched a, a video recently on YouTube of this indie developer and he built the whole game by himself. It took him like three years, but he done the like the graphics, the colors, the music. Oh, wow. Everything. That's what I used to. And it, um, it was super successful for him. What was the game? Uh, I forget. <laughs> it's, it sounds like a good one though. It was yeah, like, I'm very curious now. I'll find it. Add it to the show notes? I'll put it in the show notes. We'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. Jamie, add it to the show notes. But it, oh, it, wrong throw, sorry. It, it, it kind of uh, inspired me like, yeah, you can make games. Like, yeah. You, sure, it takes three years, can. but you can do it. Oh, no, you don't need three years. His game was like soup, like really good. But he was saying how he went through the whole process. He like didn't actually know how to make the game. He just had to do it bit by bit. Like. Mm. But see, we're like big time software engineers. So it should be easy for us. Maybe you are. What do you mean? You're a big time software engineer. Oh, sorry. You're a CEO. My apologies. And they're kidding around. I'm just, uh, <laughs> I'm just winging everything I do. Just winging it. <laughs> the CEO of winging. So what's like uh, this podcast. Yeah. What kind of game should we make? What genre? I think, uh, well, so if it's me, it's going to be something I'm strategy, uh, uh, strategy about, <laughs> passionate about. So it'd have to be like a survival or survival. Uh, strategy game. You, you do like the zombies. I love RimWorld. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's not what it sounds no. like. It's actually a very good game. Fantastic. Have you played that, Joseph? Uh, no. RimWorld or the game? RimWorld. Have you played that game? <laughs> <laughs> okay, never mind. Moving on. No, uh, I haven't. No. <laughs> Or something like Fallout. I can imagine a game like Fallout. What was the last game that you played that really sparked something? Fallout. I, um, I started but playing it. But these are big games. No, it's a big game, but the concept could be made smaller. So the, the game that I had the most success with before the PewDiePie game was a clone of like uh, Call of Duty. Not a clone, but it was like instead of being a 3D like Call of Duty Zombies, you've played that? The, the 2D one that you showed us. Yeah, the 2D game. That one was a massive oh, yeah. success because it was something I was super passionate about and like I did everything I could to make it a success. Mm. I loved even playing that game. Mm. And uh, I think you can scale back that big concept of like, this is what Fallout is, squish it down into a smaller concept. That'd be great fun. Mm. And the there's not many like it. Mm. Show me a good like survival game on mobile. I would be all over it, but there, I don't think there are any. I challenge you, internet. We could be the first. We could be the first. Entirely true. We might not be. <laughs> we probably won't be. I've still got to do that PR for the open source software. <laughs> <laughs> that one line change. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if we're going to get around to making my massive. Actually, you know what? I, I could probably just start that. I'll just start it. You know what? 
Fuck it. We're doing it live. Don't do it, please. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, if you start it, that means it, it becomes a thing. It's true. We, well, we have to finish it then. Well, I could do it like, what if we dedicated like a day? We said we were going we we to we dedicate an hour per week to this podcast. Yeah. Next minute we're doing it like every day. We're not even doing any work anymore. We're what do you mean? Pod, Are you serious? We have a great product. I think this has improved our productivity. I'm just saying, I think it's funny how we said we're going to do podcasts for an hour a week and now we're doing like yeah. multiple hours guests. But, you know, Frank, you realise we are the number one most popular TypeScript well, podcast. It comes, with the, it comes with the territory, you know what I mean? If you want to be the number one TypeScript When you have guests podcast, like Joseph Park, uh, I don't know if you've seen <laughs> <laughs> Are we kidding? Yeah, you guys. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's all we do though. You jest? I, I jest. Do you like jest or do you prefer mocha? Have you tried? Which, Jest. Which ones? Jest. You've tried mocha? Jest is nice. You like Jest, Frank? Or mocha? Choose your words carefully. Well, you com- you're not comparing apples with apples there. Oh. What am I comparing? Apples with oranges. Oh. <laughs> Frank knows his <laughs> apples. That's a good one. <laughs> Big apple man, Frank. Well, Jest is different. It is. It's like an entire framework it for is. testing. It is. a testing framework. Yeah. A mocha is just an assertion library. No, it's like a test. It, it, it's the describe blocks and the it blocks. Not is the that not an assertion library? No. What's the assertion library? Uh, like Chai. Chai is the assertion library. Yeah. That's right. What's the name of Mocha? What's, how do you describe it? A test runner. I test think. runner. Yeah. I came across another test runner today. Yeah, tell me. I didn't want to Ava. tell you because I didn't want to like, I feel like there's been this pattern of I just show you packages after you've already implemented something else. Yeah, but the thing is, I don't actually like the pack. I, I really no, that's like... fine then. The reason why I like Mocha is because it's ancient. Yeah. Anyone who's ever had a problem with Mocha has figured out how to solve it by now. Well, I found the, the other test runner I found had only had nine stars on GitHub, so I didn't want to waste your time. Did you make it and publish it? <laughs> <laughs> it's my new um, testing... Index.js, and then it's just like execute <laughs> test.js. Um, it's just an eval-based testing library. Sounds good. I didn't actually look at it. What you don't you don't even know what this library is? I had a bit of a look, but uh, what I'll are be you back doing? in a second. Right. <laughs> <laughs> He's just gone to find out what the testing library oh, is. Cool. So now it's just Joseph, my dude. Hey. What, what game are we going to make together? Tell what me. Game. Speak um, to me. You know, single player games have been pretty neglected, hot. Mm. as well as very hot. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like uh, Cyberpunk's the most recent one. The last game that I really enjoyed was um, what's the last one? Mm, from the top of my head, Breath of, Breath of the Wild. Ooh, th- 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 Ooh that's but a you didn't like game. it though. No, well, I did like it, but I didn't like it. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's just not the right kind of survival for me. Mm. Something just felt wrong about the game. Just needed a few more zombies. No, no. What do you mean zombies? You mean ghouls? It's ghouls. not Fallout lore. Oh, okay. Yeah. But uh, it just didn't scratch the right itch. I want to find the game that scratches the itch for me. The thing is, for me... You should probably get a cream for that. Thank you so much, Frank. I'm back. (laughs) He's back, if no one else noticed. Back with the the itchy cream joke. (laughs) (laughs) This is what you tune in for. (laughs) Definitely a software podcast. All I heard was I need a game that's going to scratch my itch. Oh. But, uh, like, my, my pattern of playing games is, like, start a game... And I spend like 30,000 hours on <laughs> yeah. it. And then I play no other games. And I'm not interested in any other games for like years. 
So that's what I'm, I, I want to make is that once we get rich off of our current products. And we'll, we'll have do. plenty of time. Yeah. Then we just start a academy of software. And then I have them all make my game for me. Well, you get a group of people, like-minded individuals together who share the same passion. Oh. And, and you just facilitate the game building. It's a bit like Jake Paul's mansion. Is it? Yeah, except instead of vlogging, it's making games. Oh, I like this idea. Tell yeah. me more. <laughs> That's all I've, I just pitched it. Oh, no, I like it. <laughs> yeah. I'm in. All right, cool. <laughs> Should we ask Jake Paul first or? No, he's not. No, we don't need him. I don't Get even our know. own mansion. Is he still allowed to be spoken about? Is he like ostracized from the internet or something? I don't know. Do, do don't you mean know. the other brother, Logan Paul? I have no idea. I don't oh, know Jake anything Paul's about social media. Jake Paul's the guy media. who went to Japan. Yeah, and he got in a lot of trouble yeah. for that thing we're not allowed to talk about. No. I think that's Logan Paul. Right. The one with the alien on his head. Anyway. I'm not too very sure. Very good. How's that uh, software podcast though? It's going to be even better. Yeah. It's more of a content generation company. Uh huh. Well, we do everything with software. We do games. We do che- soft software, cheeses. Soft. No, we don't do that. Oh, I mean, sorry. We, can, we can get into that. <laughs> we can be sensible. <laughs> Maybe we should be looking at all. Consulting. Well, we look at all. We definitely do consulting. Yeah, cloud consulting. <laughs> We've got a few. Uh, Joseph laughs because that's the actual company name. <laughs> we've got a few clients we're working with at the moment. Yeah. Hopefully they're not listening. We're going to lose a bit of credibility, but that'll be fine. No, we've got infinite credibility. Well, who, when they see the quality, well, they see the quality of our product, and they're pretty happy. Yeah. Have you seen the animations? The animations I, are great. Backend developer. Yeah. Did an animation. That's right. How did you find that? Was that pretty easy for you to do? Or infinitely easy. Was it the library that like Chakra just does everything? You stood on the. On the shoulders of giants. I like to, when I'm building something, I like to just add 1% spice whenever I do front end. Ooh. You know how like when I did the... Uh, I like that. So I did the other part and it was like the form form builder that we made. Yep. And instead of adding buttons, it's like, oh, move up and down. I was yep. like, what's my 1% spice? Yep. Drag and drop. Yeah. Got drag and drop in the app for yeah, that. Yeah, that's yeah. nice. And it's Very so nice. nice. I just like those little bits of spice. Mm. It adds up. Yeah. To a like way overspiced, <laughs> overseasoned dish. <laughs> it has flavor though. It, it's got, a very flavorful. We've all been adding spice. <laughs> yeah, more spice. <laughs> this is why you don't let me work front end. Really, no, it turned out good. Yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. People love the the bouncing. I added I added a, a, a border color on hover. I thought that was pretty good. <laughs> That's an animation. It was a transition, actually. Oh, Transi- it's this, what's is the it difference? still an animation if I you transition? So. I feel like it. It is what you want it to be. What would you like to de- define it as, Frank? What I'll, is an animation? I'll just go with transition because that's the name of it. All right, we'll do the game show and we'll ask people definitions of words. <laughs> is that all right? Instead well, of TLAs. No, what we'll do, we'll, we'll give them CSS. Uh, selectors. Selectors. And then a and page then, and, then and then to uh, ask them which element will this select <laughs> oh no what will justify content do <laughs> in this scenario in this scenario everyone will fail i'll fail too I'll yeah. be, no one I'll knows like css Google. anymore no i feel like yeah i spent too much time learning css and yeah, now it's obsolete but it's so cool you know the thing i love about css when you know those one percent spice tricks and you add them it really mm. brings a lot of like life yeah, it makes it alive. Yeah, yeah. You love a little bit of life in your in your application. No yeah. death for sure. Yeah. yeah, unless it's the zombie game. Then that's but that wasn't a website. But yes, well, I guess maybe if you were all right. Never mind. I'm not gonna go down a rabbit trail. 
What, if you're going to build a zombie website? Like if it's themed after zombies, you would want a little bit of... That might be yeah. cool. Yeah, a zombie themed... What's up with material design? Do zombie design. That sounds much more interesting. Mm. That used to be a thing. You remember MySpace? Yeah. Yeah. That, like you used to have like all the like styles to like theme it like zombies and stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. What happened to I that? I customized my MySpace. Now all of the internets all look the same. Everyone's using Bootstrap or material design. You know, well, that people have found out what works, and they're a bit uh, reluctant Sinful. to move oh, outside yeah. the <laughs> outside the comfort zone. You know, yeah, users users expect a certain thing, and if you change it, you got to be one of those Is massive companies. Is you got to be like you know how no one used to swipe sideways, and yeah. then the massive companies added like carousels, and now everyone understands they can swipe sideways. Yeah, so you got to be like these. You got to be the company who has enough influence to change the game. I mean, if you had some kind of, if you had 50% spice to our application, probably just piss people off. No, I don't <laughs> think so. The 1% spice, spice they can deal with. Oh. Uh, what kind of... Maybe, spice? I don't know. I'm just saying. But l- it's not even that. It's just like, you know, where's the zombie-themed websites? Even zombie uh, games... You make a good point. Like, even those games, I feel like they have, like, you know, material design <laughs> as the framework. Uh. If you're doing a marketing website for that you're doing material design you're, you're importing bootstrap right away mm. maybe if we have an error we could show a zombie oh thank you i really appreciate that mm. that's a very kind gesture very one percent spice yes i love the one percent <laughs> spice <laughs> what maybe we can have a like an easter, a zombie easter egg somewhere yeah in the app you know they click on and then something. it hatches a zombie out of it we can add a game as well remember oh yeah oh. You click that would be cool that was um one of our friends made a snake game for one of his internships or something like that was really? his yeah tom right didn't he he made a snake game for I'm not sure one of his websites and it's still there like you double click the footer and it opens a snake game that's cool that'd be fun could you make a game in WebAssembly? would that be like good would it be good i don't know i don't know if there's a framework for it mm. you definitely don't want to write your own game engine you want to use some you want to stand on the shoulders of the big boys can't you com- does the game compile can't you like build the game and then compile it to WebAssembly or not? Yeah, if there's an engine that supports that. Ah. I, I wouldn't build it myself. Yeah, I wouldn't gotcha. do it using document query selector. I feel like that'd be a struggle. Oh, wouldn't that be a struggle? Mm. Be worth it, but. Yeah, you'd be able to say, I built a very slow <laughs> <laughs> website that's meant to be a video game. But it's yours. Yeah, it's <laughs> mine. You built it. Yeah, it sounds like it'd be great in interviews, but you know, I don't do interviews. So what's the best way to build a game that people can play in the browser? Ooh, I don't know, Canvas, I guess? Canvas. Yeah. But then I feel like you'd still, like there's engines, I think, that do the uh, actual rendering and everything for what you. What about if you've done like 3JS? You just like built some game logic into it. Would that work or not? Uh, I've definitely seen a game built with 3JS, but yeah. yeah, I don't know. Is it slow? JavaScript doesn't strike me as a highly performant language typically. Oh. Maybe, but maybe. maybe if your game's not, maybe your game doesn't need performance. What does it need? It needs snakes. Just needs good gameplay. Yeah, mm. gameplay. Mm. But uh, you know, without the performance, I don't know. Sounds bad, man. Yeah, yeah. You're not going to get any respect from from the cool code code people no. around the block. That's what I do most things in programming for. I just want people to think I'm cool when they read my code later. Is that why people do open source? 
I don't know. Well, I'm just asking. Ask my brother. Like, do people do open source just because they want to get the recognition from people? I suppose they're trying to solve a problem first. A lot of the times I feel like it's, they are already using the tool. Like yeah. at least little contributions, it's like I'm using it and then I fixed it. Yeah. And I might as well yeah, yeah, fix yeah, it yeah. for everyone else. Yeah. But even then, that always feels good when you fix it for everyone. Well, it's nice to get a bit of uh, respect, you know? Yeah. You felt it from your... Like that song, R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Ah. That is all you. Do you reckon that's about open source? I think so. Mm. That song, <laughs> that song might have came out in the days before open source. You think? How long has open I don't source know. been around for? Infinite. You know, maybe people just want to help each other out, out of the goodness of their heart. Yeah. Possibly. There's, there's a bit of that too. I don't really believe in that though. Oh. No, people are not inherently good. Fact. <laughs> this is the same oh, that took a. <laughs> oh man. How do you feel about elastic? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we have to talk about the elastic license stuff every podcast episode. No, we've already done that. We've done it. All right, we're, that's canned content. We've got to move canning on. it. We're moving on. But we don't know how Joseph feels about it. No, we don't. Don't know much about it, so I'm all right. You know, that's all right. Yeah, it is what it is. As it is, it is to be due. To be due. Yes, Frank. What's that topic? Hit us with a topic. Well, this is the thing I was thinking the other day. Yes. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> so if, you, if you look at the way we've been building the application, there's been a fair few NPM packages installed. Disgusting. Do you think we would be able to get as much done without all these different NPM packages? If you had to rebuild them. How far do packages get you in terms of quality software? It has to be used responsibly. You know that whole alcohol thing where they're like, you know, drink responsibly? Everything in moderation. And no one actually does it? Yep. It's the same thing. Mm. Everyone's like, use the libraries responsibly and then they don't. So I don't think you'd be able to get very far. But a lot of languages have a standard library, so you wouldn't need this, right? Mm. Go has a standard library to the point where if you were to add a dependency on an HTTP server... I think you'd probably get questions in code review because the standard library one is pretty good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like well-maintained. It's part of the language. Whereas JavaScript, what does it have? Not much, really. Mm. Node doesn't have that much built into it. No. Like obviously the, uh, the, the tools to build those libraries are all part of the language, but if you like use the actual HTTP module from Node, I don't think you'd have a very fun time. Yeah, so. I actually... Um, like read a few articles where they're like, let's implement our own HTTP server in Node without Express. Yeah. And it's like... It's uh, a pain. It is. You have to handle every piece of the protocol. Like I don't really want to deal with that personally. Just, you know. What's the thinnest abstraction for that in Node? Like if you uh, don't want Express. There's like a fast HTTP. I think it's that, literally uh, called okay. fast HTTP or something. Yep. And there's a whole list of them that are the most minimal and leanest uh, HTTP frameworks. Yeah. Every language has that essentially. But you're, you're like, you're, what do you call it? Yak shaving. You're like cutting. Yak shaving? Yeah. I haven't heard that one before. Oh my God. I hope I get this, <laughs> this <laughs> statement right. Yeah, what is it? Uh, I think it's, uh, oh my God. No, maybe it's not yak shaving actually. It's all right. What I is can't it? remember. Do you best? Talk it through. Let me understand. No, I have to look it up. It's, it's like performance optimizing in places that doesn't matter. No, oh, yeah. I, I don't think this is right. So next topic. Next topic. Why would you? 
I'm just trying to think. Uh, I can't remember what you call it. How shaving a yak would tie into that? No, it's a it's a software term. They had a sign for it at, when we did our internship as well. Do you Don't remember? shave yaks. Oh, really? Yeah, right on the uh, yak shaving. It's totally a thing. Look it up. I'm not going to look it up because oh. I'm definitely going to do this right from my memory. Oh, okay. Think about it for a bit. Yeah, I'm just thinking about it in my mind. <laughs> It's any apparently useless activity, but which by allowing you to overcome intermediate difficulties, allowing you to solve a larger problem. Very good. All right, let's move on to another topic. So, <laughs> not really. You didn't use it in the right context. I don't think so. No, that was wrong. I can't remember. There's a terminology. Hair splitting? Hair splitting, maybe. I don't know. Is that the one? There's like a performance, like when you're, uh, like you're shaving like two milliseconds off of something for no reason. Hair splitting. Hair splitting, yeah. yeah. You've taught me a fair few good uh, software software terms. Bike shedding. I didn't know what that one was until yeah. You Everyone wants to pick the uh, color of the bike shed. I think that's the best one ever. It is. It's very true. Every small PR, fifty comments. Massive PR <laughs> looks okay. Yeah. Yeah. So everyone, it's uh, if you need to know what to do, just make your PRs so big that no one wants to look at them. Absolutely, that's Every, what I do. Everyone who tells you small PRs. They've got no idea. They've got no idea. They're thinking like, oh, I want my team to be informed about what I'm doing, how they can <laughs> maintain this code, understand. No. Do it the startup way. Just push straight to master. Push straight to master. 3,000 line PRs. And break the code. Absolutely. That's what I do. And fix it later. Without anyone knowing. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best part. That is the best part. As long as you find it before someone else does. But it's funny... When you talk about bike shedding, because I was watching Survivor last night on TV. Yes. In a TV show. Yes. And. They had to make a bike shed. They had to, they had some common goal. I think they just had to build like their. A hut? Their hut. That's and a bit like a bike shed, but for people. And so there were seven of them. And between seven people, there were seven different ideas on how the house should be built. And. Uh, I just thought it was so funny, like human interaction. Until they had, like, they were all friendly with each other until there was a common goal. Like, before, when they didn't have to do anything and they could just sit around all day, they were just happy, like, telling jokes. Like, no one was conflicting. Everything was perfectly fine. And then as soon as there's a common goal, humans can't help it. Like, they have to arrange themselves and organise it and try and... The hierarchy. The hierarchy. The dominance hierarchy comes And structure things out. Who's the CEO? Yeah. Yeah. But I, I don't tell you guys what to do. You guys build the hut however you want. <laughs> Polish man once told me, <laughs> if you have a dog, you don't bark. So I feel like you... That's right, because the dog gets angry. The dog gets angry. <laughs> so you guys know what you're doing, so I don't care. Do whatever you want. But, um, yeah. It's How a about bit that human element? Like the making, survivor. Making the team work together. That's tough, I reckon. It is. Because everyone wants to build the hut, but yeah. no, no one wants to build the hut. Well, everyone's got an opinion how to build the hut. Oh, and it's so simple. Is that why? Why, why do they think have it's opinions? Simple. I think it's just humans. Like they can't help it. Yeah. I'm telling you, get that's rid of the human the, element. That's I've probably why they've been podcast. like successful as the dominant species yeah. because they can self-organize. Well, I mean, if your idea gets chosen, uh, there's a certain level of importance attached to you yep. because, yeah. you know, that's your idea. And then you get all the mates. And then your genes uh, continue. Well, that's a really good point because 
it showed you the two tribes. Mm. One tribe chose to build their hut above the ground. And then the other tribe, one of the guys is like, oh, I think we should dig into the ground. And everyone's like, I think this is a really bad idea. We're on a beach. Was like, it a bad idea? It yes. sounds like a bad idea. And like you could, you could Was see, it flooded? It was flooded. They... They got like part way down and then they found a massive tree stump and they couldn't get it out of the way. Oh, and then like the structure wasn't safe. So it cut to them and they were like in the hut pretty much crying, like so angry at the guy who wanted like... Underground in the hut. Underground, yeah. And then it flips to the other side and they're like above ground. Everyone's happy. happy. Dry, everyone's happy. <laughs> yeah. Um, but probably software development might be the same. Like, Yeah. Because of... Well, everyone's got an opinion because everyone's got their own perspective. That's true. And the less you know, the more of an opinion you have. And you've got your, you got your internal biases you don't even know about. Absolutely. Yeah. So it just makes you think. It does, doesn't it? Don't think about I software. I always think, yeah. Just, just do whatever anyone else tells you to do. I think that's the best way to do it. That's yeah. what I'm trying to say. Just don't be too serious about it. Don't bike shed it. Just do it. Just do the software. Mm. Go do. Mm. Don't just, don't bark, just do. I don't know where Is I was going right? with that. <laughs> it's a very windy... Uh, well, you know I like observations. Observations are the key mm. to building a good uh, observable system. Have you heard about Lambda? AWS Lambda. The guy who invented Lambda. He got funded. Oh, is he doing some uh, blockchain? Yeah, I don't know the exact details of it. I probably should have looked it up before the podcast. But <laughs> what's happening is... Uh, the guy who invented Lambda, I think, for AWS, has teamed up with the guy who done some blockchain service for AWS. And now they've got some company and they got funding. 15 mil, I think, Series wow. A. Lambda Creator funded. Did you find it? I'll just ask Jamie. No, it doesn't look like that exists. <laughs> <laughs> Did you find it? No, Thanks, I don't Jamie. see it. Let me try and look Lambda School, Lambda School, Lambda Creator Funded. I see nothing. I don't think this is a real thing. Is this fake news, Frank? Did you blockchain us a lie? I was told. Oh, it's definitely I not. definitely heard a, uh, a rumor. About, oh, here we go. Is it Vindia? Yeah, that's the one. I believe it. How do you spell it? V-E-N-D-I-A. Uh, this is probably not the right thing either. No, it's very close to that. Yeah, this is it. Oh. It's about data silos. Yeah, data and and not sharing them that down. data in real time. Yeah, a data si silo sounds so nice, though. Imagine having all of your data inside of like a grain silo. That'd be so convenient. Well, you'd want it all in one spot. I would feel. Why do you want all your data just hanging all over the place? Yeah, keep it doesn't it, make sense. Keep it central. Mm. Same as the knowledge in your organization. One person should know everything, and then delegate to everyone else. That's the role of a good CEO. Yes. They are meant to be the brain of the organization. They tell, you know, excuse me, Mr. Software Engineer. Yes. Your <laughs> comma is in the wrong position. That's Move right. that up one semi and add a semicolon That's at my, the end. We add, all we of the add semicolons for our courses I've done have told me, you know, you have to have the one smart person, everyone else does nothing except listen. Otherwise, how are you supposed to achieve greatness if everyone wants to do their own exactly. thing? Exactly. Steve Jobs knew the right way. That's right. Yeah. You just should have a, a team of people around you and you just tell them what to do yeah. all right you make coffee that's what we're going to do add with, semicolons um, you add you colorize the brackets Neuralink, Neuralink. right we're yeah. going to get Neuralink, and then one person can control everyone else 
Isn't that great? But then maybe they'll be controlling us. Oh, the Neuralinks. Yeah. Oh, Elon will be. Well, Elon you think Elon's be. an evil guy? Maybe he's already controlled by AI. Well, you just made, yeah. Just blew your mind right there. Mm, have to think about that. Think about that. Maybe he doesn't know he's evil. Oh, James, how do we know you're not a robot? Oh, I thought you were going to say I'm not evil. <laughs> <laughs> but obviously you're not going to ask that because... <laughs> It's, uh, anyway, it's, not, it's not just a coin flip. <laughs> How do you know I'm not a robot? Well, because. Why would a robot dislike humanity so much? <laughs> because you know that the, you're the superior model. Oh, that's true. That nervous laugh. <laughs> beep, boop. <laughs> you boop. Sorry, that was my nervous beeping. <laughs> it happens when I get near magnets. <laughs> That's it, true, but... It is true. How do you know you're not a robot? Entirely new. Entirely true, I mean. That's what I meant to say. Did what? a bug just happen? Did a bug, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't know where my brain's gone. <laughs> How's that Have software? you heard about the halt problem? For You've heard about that, haven't you? No, what is it? The halting, halting problem? Halt. Educate us. Can you spell it? H-A-L-T. Ah, what is it? It's like that's how you shut down the... Robots when they take over. Oh, no. Is this like... You give them a program that they can't execute. Oh, oh. yeah. Kirk did this in Star Trek. Yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah. yeah the and then they're like, problem. oh, it does not compute. Yeah. They explode. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we just need to keep that like in our back pockets. Yeah. Some riddle with no answer. Mm. Just like get onto a console somewhere, type in, you know, <laughs> const x equals error function x call... And then, bam, recursive function. That's an infinite loop. Well, remember the other we'll day? We'll stack overflow them. We were talking about our, the packages the other day and we could just like import a package from one into the other and then vice versa on the opposite side. Yeah, is odd yeah. is uh, defined by importing the is even package yeah. and then inverting that. Yeah. And then the is even package is defined by importing the is odd, pa mm. is odd package. Mm. Yeah. And then somewhere along the line in quantum mechanics... They resolve somehow, mm. right? Very strange that. I don't know how that library works. Yeah, we should do a, do a deep dive on it maybe. There is a bit of like dark magic in, um, in the JavaScript ecosystem, sp oh. specifically around those sort of dependencies. What do you mean? No, I just mean like how's that possible? It's not possible. Everything's possible. Except things that aren't. <laughs> 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 Thanks, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we just need to build the feature out. Maybe people want it. Yeah, like infinite, like infinite recursive npm packages. Yeah, infinitely recursive. It'll definitely resolve one day. Just keep the stack growing. Well, if the stack if the stack grows for infinity, it yeah. never fails. That's right. The best program is the one that's you know. So we just never need, has to we run. We just need a bigger stack. Yeah. We just need more resources. We've got a pretty good stack. Do you like our stack? <laughs> I think it's the best one I've ever it's seen. The best stack. TypeScript monorepo. Joseph, how do you feel about that TypeScript monorepo? It's great. It's great? <coughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. I just had to clean my throat. <laughs> um, no, actually, I enjoy it. Yeah. It's great. It's very good. It's a, it's a fun time. Powerful. Powerful stack. It's a powerful stack. Mm -hmm. It's got like I, mean, I think types. we talked about TypeScript. Uh, oh, last episode. That's right. I can't rehash these topics. So, it, actually, so I need to ask you this question. Because at your previous workplace, you use GraphQL. 
and now we don't use GraphQL. What do you like better? How angry are you that we don't use GraphQL? <clears throat> I like what we have. What we have is very nice. Wait, are you not shit talking GraphQL? Oh uh, no, I mean I think you know both can have their place. Oh my god. What's the what what benefits did you see with GraphQL at the other place? But what negatives did you see? Give us the pros and cons from your perspective. Mm, I mean GraphQL. It was nice to have all the types, um, but. I think the biggest problem with GraphQL is that it can get out of control very quickly, mm. um, especially with performance. So if you're not careful uh, with that, yeah. it can get out of hand. So I think we actually did have... Might almost single-handedly cause the downfall of a company. But over here, you know, we've got really good wrestle endpoints, which uh very nice. Very did highly performant. Did you only use GraphQL on the front end? Or did you do some back-end too? From a front-end perspective... Front, you did mostly back-end. Mostly back-end? Yeah. Mostly Rails, right? Yeah. So you were writing the resolvers? Here and there. Mm. So I was, I was just nodding. <laughs> 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 Everyone can feel the nods. Yeah. I mean, we worked at the same company, so... Did you like it, James? Did I like it? Wow. Gosh well, no. thank you for asking me that question. No, I think it was tragic. I think it was a horrific choice and it almost single-handedly destroyed the company. Obviously, there were other issues, but um, yeah. What do you like about GraphQL? That's a really tough question. I, I, oh, like, any, I like anything that uh, is typed. Mm. Um, I like that GraphQL... <laughs> you sound like you're about to cry. ...decided... No, sorry. I'm just drinking drink some water. <laughs> and now I've <laughs> got a little bit of uh, bubbles in my throat. But um, GraphQL, it's really good that they decided not to implement it as the actual uh, like transport mechanism. So uh, it's just a spec. It's literally just like a specification for the way that you could access data. So it ended up being a lot more than just like an HTTP helper. It ended up being like you can use it for everything. You can use it for tools inside of a tool. I could use GraphQL. Like Gatsby. Yeah, Gatsby. That sort of grabs thing. their data. But it's at GraphQL. a compile time. There's no actual GraphQL server running. Mm. Nothing's actually running GraphQL. That confused the hell out of me when I was first learning. Yeah. Because I just thought it was like a way for using an API. No. But it's not. But yeah, that's the, the common misconception is that it's actually like strapped to HTTP. Mm. You could use GraphQL over anything. You could use Gra GraphQL over UDP if you wanted, which you do actually. We used, um, we used Action Cable with GraphQL, which is essentially like a you know, a WebSocket connection using GraphQL as a, as a subscription. Mm. So, so that's very strong. However, the uh, cost of that is that um, you have to be incredibly well-disciplined uh, in order to use GraphQL, particularly in an object-oriented code base like we had, or else you'll end up with an infinite amount of N plus ones and uh, your code base will stop working magically. You know where I think GraphQL is good? Because I was thinking about this because we talked about it before. It's not that good. Yeah. We gave it a fair bit of... We gave it a hard the time. The Facebook like timeline, pretty good use case for GraphQL. I think it's good if you, if you use it as a proxy for uh, multiple data sources. Say, That's true. Say you're in an organization with heaps That's of microservices. Yeah. Yeah. And then you just use a proxy layer. You know, you want to build... Say you've got a front-end team and you just want to build your own way to interact with the data of the organization. Maybe That's, you set that up could like still be a negative though. Because then caching is probably harder. 
for your organization as well. You still need some middle layer. Say you need like a middle layer to just get all the data in. Yeah. Even then though, if you're allowing arbitrary GraphQL queries, it's, it's very hard to set up proper caching. So when you're getting to the scale with a company where you would need a mid-tier between all your microservices because you have 15 teams, mm. you're also going to need to set up some sort of caching typically mm. for diff like hard to compute workloads or uh, large batches of data. Yep. So doing that in GraphQL is... Doesn't it handle it caching, but... Not, no, not that I'm aware of. What do you mean? Where? If you use like a Polo client, there's caching. Sure. Is that client-side caching though? Mm. No, but not client-side caching. What I'm talking mean? about like actual HTTP caching. So the same people... Okay, let's say that you're serving a the homepage for a online marketplace. Yep. You want the same list of items to be like shown as the featured page. Yep. You would cache that mm. at the server tier. So you'd have like a reverse proxy that actually caches that data yep. and then serves that same data for however long that's valid oh, okay. until it's busted. You can do that on the GraphQL proxy too if you wanted to. Uh, not. From when I looked at it, no. Mm. Uh, maybe that is possibility now but uh I, I it, se it seems like it would be a very difficult problem you would need to have graphql queries that are known in advance mm. because you would actually need to cache against what the specific query and the variables are for that that query mm, good point yeah and then you wouldn't be able to cache a lot of things because i don't think you could do a partial document cache in the first place you'd have to implement your own you're essentially writing another application that's just sitting in the middle so then the whole advantage of having the nice thin middle proxy layer doesn't really give you that many benefits. I feel like if I was if I was architecting this in a company of that size, I think I'd still maybe skip GraphQL because it is still new, especially in startups, mm. and just go with uh, writing your own HTTP mid-layer mid if you had to. Then you at least have control over how your data is being accessed. Mm. GraphQL lets the front end, or whoever wants to, access your data in whatever they, way they want, pretty much. Which has trade-offs. It does have a lot of trade-offs. It's all about trade-offs. Trade Software is just trade-offs. Mm. But uh, GraphQL is like, I don't know, it's too new. I'm trying to help GraphQL. You're trying to help it. I'm being a bit mean to GraphQL. You are. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's fine. I didn't mean it, GraphQL. Look, GraphQL has just hurt me really bad in the past. Yeah. And the thing is, I love the well, James, idea. James, it's okay. Let it I out. I love the idea. Let it out, James. It's a fantastic idea. It's just startups should stop using it. I feel. <laughs> well, you got to keep it simple, I reckon, in the startup. Yes, kiss. Keep it simple. Keep it simple. Silly. And just get some. Get your stuff done. Just bootstrap as much as you can. Yeah. Not bootstrap the CSS framework. Or even bootstrap. But the if CSS you want framework. to, sure. But yeah, if that helps you bootstrap. Just make stuff. Uh, make stuff. Do stuff the easiest way you can just, just the thing to get that the ball rolling. In, uh, as, as I've learned from you, Frank, the thing that matters <laughs> isn't having a good product. It's money. <laughs> <laughs> it's having a product that makes money. Yeah. yeah. Or just money. Well, there's a lot of products out there that don't even make money, but they get funded. Yeah. They don't make of money course. for quite some time. Anything with blockchain. But at some stage, it has to make money, otherwise it's going to fail. Well... Because that's economics of Depends it. on what your uh, de definition of fail is. I mean, I'm sure the people there got a lot of money out of it. So, yeah. Mm. yeah. Has anyone made anything useful with blockchain yet? I don't think so. 
Bitcoin? Bitcoin, yes. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> but coins, I don't think coins count. I mean like applications. We, we Joseph and I, we were pitched, um, our company was pitched at least by uh, someone in the organization that they wanted to use blockchain as a distributed database, essentially, for oh. us. Which, yeah, compared to just using Postgres, sounds like a really good idea. Mm. Yeah. Where does that live? Where does it live? In the cloud. On the chain. On the chain, yeah. So whoever's mining the... The most gets to choose what data you see. But how does that work if you want to implement a, a blockchain for this distributed database? You still have to host it somewhere, don't yeah, you? Yeah, I know. You well, still how have does to, it work? Uh, I, I'm not a, a blockchain person, but uh, there's like... It's best if I don't get into it. Because <laughs> I don't have the the level of depth with it. We'll just add it when we need more funding. Yeah, essentially. So we're adding AI and blockchain. That's yep. right. We already have that though, as a message to our potential funding funding uh, friends <laughs> later down the track. Good if we could add some kind of buzzword blockchain to our GraphQL endpoint. Our GraphQL AI machine learning big data endpoint. Yeah. Well, you've done big data. Yeah, poor choice. Don't do that. That's a pain. Anything with data sucks. But you had to do it to learn. That's right. You had to do it to you know. You have to do it once. Mm. One of my good friends just started working. It is uh, going to start working at a at uh, a big data place, and uh, you know, I think it'll be painful for him, but mm. it'll be a very good experience. Working with stuff at scale is very different. The cool thing about data is you get all the insights. You get it's like treasure hunting, I reckon. Do you get the insights though? <laughs> <laughs> the thing that might be cool about data is you might get some insights. Yeah, if it really worked out the way that that you wanted, and you had a very mature organization. Mm. But uh, I feel like a lot of the people going down this path don't. It's the same thing. You've got to say you have a data lake nowadays in order to get funding. Yeah. Yeah. So. Even if you've got 15 customers, got to have that data lake. Do you think AWS just makes services to get CTOs more money? <laughs> it's entirely possible. Yeah. What, what other services do they sell? They sell that like uh, you can make 3D models. App Mesh? Yeah, there's all these weird... App Mesh. Oh, that, isn't that the, um, uh, the uh, sidecar, the uh, proxy for like uh, pods? I think, I think app mesh is like actually yeah yeah, yeah. it's the um i can't even oh, remember. It's it a, the envoy alternative yeah, you got a sticker on you or maybe it's based on envoy i don't remember we ha we evaluated actually we i spoke to one of the aws reps about it oh really yeah what do you think i can't remember what it's called it's a sidecar but um i don't know it was fun compared to wow my my devops knowledge is not not up to date. I can't remember is what the words are. Is it leaving your brain? It is. It's actually leaving my brain. I'm now working on much smaller complexity product yep. and it's more product oriented. Mm. So I can't remember what the terms are for all these tools. Not It'll console. probably come back to you, but... Console has a service mesh. Oh, it's a service mesh. Oh my God. Service mesh. Maybe yeah. that's the one I'm talking about. No, service mesh is the, like, the type of thing that it ah, is. Ah, okay. Yeah. So it does like, yeah, registering your services and authorizing them and yeah service discovery and routing and proxying and canary deployments and that sort of thing yeah very fun stuff what do you think about devops joseph 
less in an organisation of our size, how much ops do you want? Low ops, no ops, some ops. I mean, James does infrastructure for fun, so for us, we don't need to worry about it. It's mm, whatever I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to get crazy and start building everything, you do. But if, at the same time, if you just want to, if you want the easy way out, you also know how to do that. Yeah. I've, I've gone both extremes. I, I've worked with the, the Kubernetes, multiple Kubernetes clusters and all that sort of uh, nonsense, Active Directory, all this stuff. And then now serverless and, you know, minimalism. And then uh, before that, just Netlify and Heroku. And then GCP on, what are, what are they called? EC, it's not EC2, I can't even remember. Compute instances, I think they call them. They're so simple. GCP really nailed the terminology. I think their like Postgres engine is called SQL, which is fantastic. Oh, what does that mean? You don't have to remember like what's RDS like. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that'll be a good one for our, uh, our, our upcoming game show. Game show. Yeah. Yeah. The T- TLAs. Mm. Yeah. So, what do you reckon, Joseph? How many ops do you want? I mean, I think at this at this stage, I mean, James, he knows all of that. Um, so it kind of goes back to like, um, since we're a small team, we trust James with that kind of stuff. So, uh, we leave it with him and also, you know, um, it's probably also a good idea to ha- at least be aware, um, of things and have that width of knowledge as well. Mm. Um, but yeah, at the same time, like we're trying to get like a product out there. Um, so you want to stay focused and build out, you know, the product and, th- and the relevant features and, um, Yeah. If you've never done it before, don't. Like, do the least ops you can. If no one on your team ever has, obviously do not try and do that for your money-making product. Yep. But uh, mm-hmm. that was, I, I was a DevSecOps engineer before, just before this. So it would make sense that one of the areas that I can probably help us is in making a secure and reliable infrastructure. I mean, there's so many things that you can do. You've got to focus on the right things, and the most, I guess, bang for buck things mm-hmm. as well where you get the most return on your time and energy. Yeah. So if it took like a full month to get set up, then obviously it wouldn't be worth it. But yeah, considering Mm -hmm. that I've done pretty much everything, that's one of the things about our entire stack is that I've done all of this before. It's all old, except for the monorepo. You're just copy-pasting everything. No copy-pasting. You're just rewriting the whole thing in a better way that you should have done it the first time. Yeah, Mm. essentially. I'm making up for all of my sins that I've made before when I didn't understand things. It's I'm going to continue to do that for the rest of my life. Until your next project where you're like, damn. I really messed that one I up. I left Frank and Joseph with that horrible stack. <laughs> Third time's a charm. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get it this time. <laughs> no, but if you're staying on the same technology stack, how's that possible? Just be the, just be the TypeScript guy. Mm. Does AWS have a, a zombie game as a service? <laughs> Maybe we could leverage Zaz. That. Yeah. Zagaz. Yeah, zombies as a so. Zombie game as a service. Or Zas. Maybe we could make one. People would probably like it. Would they? Yeah. Game as games as a service? I think so. What if you need a game quickly? What, wasn't uh, Google didn't weren't they working on something like a gaming platform? Yeah, that Stadia thing. Yeah. What happened with it? What that? is it? It's like uh I think you know you know what Steam is. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yes. I, I think they're trying to do something similar to that. Oh like a what do you even call that? Like a marketplace? Stadia. No, but what's it like? It was like it was actually streaming the game. I'm pretty sure. So like, yeah, you don't. I don't oh. think you download it, right? No, it runs on Google's cloud, and then and then they just you just stream the. You got to have some internet for that, though. 
like some strong internet. That's right? what they said. That oh, the, I see. The lag time's going to be too big. Ten bucks a month. That's pretty good. That's probably the Australian price, though. Probably cheaper in the states. Damn straight. We should probably start a riot, a premium. Frank. Start a revolution. How does maybe. it work? It looks like it's a Chromecast with a controller stuck on. Equal the end subscriptions of it. for everyone. That's very <laughs> interesting. Didn't Steam try to do this? Don't they have like um, Steam Play or something? I'm not sure. I don't know. I'm not a gamer anymore. I'm more of like a hardcore soft software engineer. I don't know if you've uh, heard about my mm. career change. <laughs> no longer a retail, uh, you know, servant. More, more software boy. Ex butcher. Ex butcher. It's a it's a unique career path. <laughs> Manual labor, butchery, retail. You're a butcher. Software. I was a fruiter. All we need is a baker. A candle baker. Do you have any baking, Joseph? Do you make what candles you tonight? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> make that salad. Sounded bread. like an Uber Eats ad. Tonight <laughs> I'll be eating <laughs> yeah. sourdough bread, and then they have uh, Kim Kim West, Kim Kanye. Oh, they're breaking up, aren't they? Who? Kim and Kanye. Are they? Yeah, I think so. When? This is a celebrity gossip podcast, by when the way. When did now, this folks. happen? I don't know. I think Shannon told me. Oh, sorry about this, everybody. If you heard it from me first, I'm really sorry. You heard it here first. I didn't mean Get to. your gossip from your girlfriend. We have the, celebrity gossip. the celebrity gossip on tap here at, what is this podcast called? We will never have celebrity gossip ever again. <laughs> Pinky <laughs> promise. It is banned from this point <laughs> onwards. I'm not allowed to. It's just all I get at home. <laughs> You're going to cop this, James. This oh no, I started you, this. Yes. Aww. I get the end of the episode. Yes. It's good. I've had to pee for like 30 minutes. I know. It's been, <laughs> it's been a good episode, but the, it's been... Very exciting. All the people wanted Joseph back and that we brought him back and We got all this comment these comments after our last episode with him. <laughs> yeah, people were loving with Joseph and they want him back and My mother so even texted me and want. said, Joseph has such a sexy voice. <laughs> Is that right? Thank you for listening. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure she said Joseph's a good influence on you. You're a lot you're a lot nicer person. She would when believe Joseph's that. Around. She would say that, yeah. Oh, no. He is a good influence on everyone. He is. You guys are. The best person. He's a good human being. He is. So All when right. he's not on the next podcast, we'll be back to... Trash. <laughs> toilet humor and <laughs> celebrity gossip. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> We've got to keep the quality high, but for the listeners. That's right. Cheerio. Are we going? Are we? Oh, is this... Fade out, yeah. Oh, fade out. Well, I don't have to turn it off. <laughs> We're back. We're back, everybody. <laughs> Episode 107. <laughs> okay, right. Part three.